All right, we are in discussions in Matthew. We've been doing a little different form of series where we go through little sections. We're going through the entire book of Matthew, but we do a section at a time. Uh, And then I make some comments, and then we shut the recording so that we can have kind of an open discussion. I'm I'm getting feedback uh, from within the congregation about that being good. I'm also getting feedback from outside the congregation, uh, people wishing they could be here for the discussions, uh, and other people who say it's frustrating on the, the recording when all of a sudden you stop and then you go to the next one, and I said, well, then just send in your questions. We'll, we'll discuss it that way, right? So, uh, And last week we discovered that the uh, children have been doing better at uh, giving some of the questions than the adults, right? So adults are on warning now, so let's see what we can do. We uh, didn't make it through chapter 5 completely. We're in the section of the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus said that unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Now, I believe that that is a reference to the righteousness of faith. But he also makes it clear he's not getting rid of the Torah and the commandments. And so what he is doing is he is showing them that the commandments need to be seen in a different light than what they've been doing. They were in some sense saying we're going to avoid breaking the commandment. But in some cases they missed the point of the commandment. And so he is clarifying that. We got up to... uh, the section where he says, if there is a part of you that causes you to stumble or to offend or to sin, then you should remove that from your life because it's better to enter into heaven partial, not partially into heaven, but partial without that, than to enter into Gehenna uh, complete, right? So in that context, he then picks up, we pick up at verse 31, where he says, It was said, whoever sends his wife away, let him give her a certificate of divorce. Now, if you're using a New American Standard Bible, you'll notice that verse is in all caps. Uh, One of the things the NASB does is, if it's a direct quote, they will put it in all caps so that you know that that's a, a quote from the Old Testament. Much of the sayings that Jesus are using are quotes from the Old Testament, but they're not exact quotes, or they're from the Septuagint, so then that doesn't happen. So, this one is from Deuteronomy, uh, chapter, uh, I think it's 24 or 25, where Moses commands them to give a uh, writing of divorcement. Jesus then says in verse 36, But I say to you that everyone who divorces his wife, except for the reason of unchastity, the word there is, fornication, pornei, we get our word pornography from that, makes her commit adultery, and whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Uh, I want to say something about that, then we'll move on to the other. Notice what Jesus is doing here. He is not um, changing the Torah. He is explaining the Torah. You've heard that... A writing of divorcement is to be given if you send her away. And that's really how the text reads. But Jesus is saying that's not permission to get a divorce. 
And I'm telling you that if you divorce, accept, and he gives one little exception, in the other Gospels, the exception is not there. So it's a small exception. Uh, then you cause the person you divorce in their remarrying to commit adultery, and the person who marries them commits adultery. So in that context, adultery is defined as marrying someone else's spouse in, in that sense. Now, why this exception clause? This exception clause in Matthew appears to be about the betrothal period. When a couple betroths, they are not living together, and therefore uh, certain activities are not going on. She's preparing herself to be a bride. He's preparing the place for them. When they then come together, they go into the second stage of marriage, which is uh, the receiving of the bride. And now they will cohabit together. We know that Joseph and Mary were betrothed, and when it turned out she was pregnant, he was going to do this one exception. In other words, this is about a violation of the commitment of marriage during the betrothal period uh, in the area of sexuality that allows for what Moses is talking about. Now later, the disciples and the Pharisees are going to ask Jesus about this again and ask, why did Moses allow this? Because Jesus says, whatever God has put together, don't you separate. They'll say, why did he command us to give a divorce? And he, Jesus will say, because of the hardness of your heart, God allowed you to divorce your wives. But from the beginning, it was not so. And then he repeats this statement. So, what Jesus is saying is, if you're going to understand the Torah, let me give it a broader perspective here. If you're going to understand the Torah, you have to know why that commandment is there in order to use that commandment appropriately. You don't just grab a commandment and use it at your convenience. It's given for a reason and you need to understand that reason. Otherwise, we can actually do great damage and harm uh, in the, uh, in the name of obeying the commandments. And uh, that's part of what Jesus is talking about here. Now he then moves on and he does a similar thing. So I want to get this next section. He says, again you have heard them say, you shall not make false vows, but you shall fulfill your vows to the Lord. But I say to you, make no oath at all by heaven, for it is God's throne, or earth, for it is his footstool. Or Jerusalem, for it is the city by the great king. You shall not make an oath by your head. You cannot make one hair black or white. Uh, he's not talking about dyeing your hair. right? Okay. Uh, but let your statement be yes, yes, no, no. Anything beyond this is evil. So again, he's now saying, you've been told that if you swear by this, it's a higher oath. And if you swear by this, it's a higher oath. And that's not the notion of false oaths. You are supposed to keep your word. And your word is yes, I'll do it. Or no, I won't. You're, it's not equivocated in that sense. Then he says, uh, You have heard that it was said, An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, Do not resist an evil person. Whoever slaps you on the right cheek, that's an insult, uh, 
turn the other cheek also. If they want to sue you and they take your shirt, let them have your coat as well. Notice that if they sued you and got your shirt, you probably were guilty. So you not only paid the thing, you pay more uh, as a sign of restitution. Uh, whoever forces you to go a mile, go the second mile. Give to the one who asks of you. Do not turn away from him who wants to borrow from you. You have heard that you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. In that way you will be sons of your father who is in heaven. For he causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good. And sends raid on the righteous and the unrighteous. For you, if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Tax collectors do the same thing. And if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Even the Gentiles do the same. Therefore, you are to be complete and perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Now, I want you to catch what Jesus is doing here. He's giving them an understanding of what the Torah is meant to do. And it's meant to make us more like God. It's, it's so that the righteousness of God is seen in our lives. That the light so shines that men see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven. That's why he gave this section. He is not getting rid of the commandments. He is clarifying their intent. And their intent is not completely as the scribes and the Pharisees have said it is. And so you can see in each of these, uh, eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth is the limit that you can go, not the direction you're supposed to go. So the idea of you cannot take more than a tooth if a tooth was lost. You cannot take more than a life if a life was lost. That's not saying go there. It's saying that's the limit you can go. And I'm telling you, love your enemies. Pray for those who mistreat you and be like your father because he does good to those who are righteous and to those who are not. That's a very high calling to walk in those ways and very difficult for us to do because our attitude is that it's unjust to me. And it would be unjust to us if this life is all there is. But there is a life to come. And there is a reward there that we are to be focused on. And he's going to move to that direction in the next section. So at this point, we're going to close this off. And if you've got anything...